you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. TJ Watt just tweeted an update on that injury. We'll tell you what he put online in a second. Also, injury updates on Najee Harris and Dak Prescott. Welcome to NFL Now on NFL Network, right here from our newsroom in Los Angeles. My name is Andrew Siciliano. Coming up, we'll turn the page to week two, as we will do every Tuesday this year. But we can't do that without looking back on week one. Just when you saw or rather thought you have seen everything. You saw how this game ended in Seattle. Yeah, they're going to boo Russell Wilson. He wanted to leave. It doesn't mean they don't love him for what he did when he was there. I don't know why this is such a big deal. It was a big deal, though. Seattle got out to the big early lead, and then Russell answered back with the 67-yard touchdown to Jerry Judy. He had over 100 yards. He is cooking, and we are back. But they could not cook on the goal line. Consecutive possessions where the Broncos turned it over. One, a fumble, or rather, uh, Melvin Gordon stopped. Another one, a Javante Williams fumble. And then it came down to this. They run 40 seconds off the clock at the very end instead of going for it on fourth and five. And Nathaniel Hackett, in his first game as an NFL head coach, opts for a 64-yard Brandon McManus field goal. It was no good. It is a head-scratcher. And the Seahawks beat the Broncos 17-16. I believe in Coach Hack. I believe in what we're doing. Um, you know, and believe in everything. And uh, you know, any time you can try to find a way to make a play on fourth and five, that, that's great too. But also, we I think we I think I don't think it was the wrong decision. You know, I think he can make it. Obviously, we, in hindsight, you know, we didn't make it. But uh, if we were in that situation again, I wouldn't doubt whatever he decided. We were right on the line, and he had plenty of distance. You know, he he just missed it. And so, and, and again, that's hey, Brandon gave it his best shot. I mean, that's a long field goal to hit. I think he's completely capable of that. But obviously, I wish we would have gotten a lot closer. But it put us in that weird spot there because we were in the field goal range, but we were on that fourth down situation. Um, didn't think we were going to get that many yards, so I thought it was a great job by Javante, and uh, we just made the decision. We want to take our shot there uh, on that one. Shelby, you were part of this trade. 
And I know all the talk in this heading into this game was about Russell Wilson and about him coming back. But well, you heard the Geno Smith chants. You heard what was going on in this building. What kind of statement is this for this team? It's a one and zero statement. You know what I mean? We come out here. Everybody doubted us. Everyone made this about Russ. You feel me? We made this about the Seattle Seahawks. Come out here. You know, play good ball for four quarters. Come out with the W. Nobody expected us to win except us. It's always going to be us. The defensive line made a statement in the red zone. Talk about the statement you guys made causing multiple fumbles inside the five. Well, that's what happens when you trade one of your D linemen to the other team. We sit here and make plays, all of us. And that's what happens when you get two goal line stops. Right there, a win. Can't draw it up any better than that, man. Last one is is a negative, though. Jamal Adams going down for you guys as a defense. How big of a loss is that for you guys? It's a huge loss, and we're going to do this for him. You know, we, he was a very integral part of our defense. And, you know, we had to go out there and grind and get this done for him. You know, we'll figure all the other stuff, other stuff out later. But, you know, we're going to enjoy this 1-0 today. You know, we got to come around and play San Fran on a short week. But, hey, this is football, baby. Last one I have for you. I was standing on the sideline watching you go absolutely insane. How much did this mean to you personally? All I have to say is, let's ride. <laughs> Love it. Let's ride. Shelby Harris, one of my favorite people, by the way. Great interview, James Palmer, who's now with us here. Jeff Chidea as well. We'll get to Gino in a second, and we'll get to Jamal Adams, what you're talking about there with the injury in a second. Um, but let, let's talk about the decision-making process here. It is a is is a it is a head scratcher, James. I mean, even Joe Buck said that they get, they came on camera in the booth there with Troy Aikman, and then all of a sudden they hear in their ear they're going for the field goal. Like, what? Yeah, and it wasn't just the booth, Andrew. Pete Carroll and his group were preparing to try to make a stop on fourth and five because they thought there was no way Russell Wilson was not going to be out there trying to move the football and continue this drive to get them closer into field goal range. But this was the thinking prior to the drive. Nathaniel Hackett and kicker Brandon McManus had a conversation. McManus said, if you get me to the 46 on the left hash, I feel comfortable with a 64-yard field goal. Well, on this play right here with Javante Williams, that's exactly what he does. He gets them to that exact spot. Now, you heard him what Hackett said just a couple of seconds ago. If he wouldn't have gotten nine yards and it would have been, say, fourth and seven, fourth and eight, he would have gone on with Russell Wilson on the field and gone for it on fourth down. But since they were in that spot, they decided the best option was to kick the field goal, and they end up missing it very closely, I will say, from 64 yards. But it was a sloppy game for the Denver Broncos. They had 12 penalties for 106 yards, and three main things stood out after I talked to numerous players in the locker room. One, they didn't play in the preseason at all, not a single snap, and guys on the defensive side of the ball told me that's why they didn't tackle well early. That's why they had communication issues in the secondary. Now, they fixed those. They only gave up 1.6 yards of play in the second half. Another one was the noise. The noise was a big issue with their false starts, with their delay of games. It also was a big part of the Javante Williams fumble to where Graham Glasgow didn't get the audible, Andrew, to where it was going from a pass play to a run play. So he went into a pass set, and that led to that fumble. So they were very sloppy in how they managed throughout this game, but they still ended up only losing uh, by a point on the road. Yeah, it was a good kick. I mean, it looked like it had the distance. It was a little bit left. Adrian and Research pointed out that in the 103-year history of the NFL, kickers, kickers collectively are two for 42 <laughs> from 64 yards. Not a good stat. And beyond. He almost made it. If he did make it, we'd be sitting here today talking yeah. about what, what a gutsy call he had faith in his kicker. Jeff Chidi, meantime, Pete Carroll has been adamant. He has faith in Geno Smith. That faith was rewarded last night. 
That's right, Andrew. If that kick goes through, we're not talking about Geno Smith today, as we should be, because he played a great game. Uh, you know, you talk, and, and Pete Carroll has been a huge advocate for him. And maybe the way this training camp battle went down with him and Drew Locke solidified and stabilized his game, because he talked a lot about in the, in the offseason about being a different type of quarterback now, being somebody who understands the importance of protecting the football, making the right play. You saw in that first half, he went 17 for 18, really made some good plays with his arms, some big plays down the field, but also took care of the football and gave his team a chance to be in this game, to win it late. And so after the game, Geno Smith said, look, look, I, I feel like people wrote me off. People talked about me being done and having played some bad football, but this is a great place to be. And Pete Carroll said it himself. Geno Smith is playing the best football he's ever played right now. You saw it on Monday night. A line from Geno on the field afterwards. What do you say to people who wrote you off? He said they wrote me off, but I ain't write them back. He completed his first 13 passes last night. And if you think that's a fluke, go back to his last start last year before Russell Wilson came back from injury in that game against Jacksonville. Geno Smith completed his first 14 passes. So we have a trend. Speaking of Russell Wilson, James, you mentioned the strategy portion of it. How about the mood overall in the Denver locker, locker room after a heartbreaker? And Andrew, real quick on Geno Smith. If he prepared that line ahead of time, I don't care. It was, it was perfect. super smooth. Yeah, and I dig everyone's yeah, the mood. Good for the, him. Mood, yeah. <laughs> the mood in the locker room was pretty dejected. And I would say, just from my personal opinion and walking through that locker room and spending some time there, Nathaniel Hackett took it harder than probably any of the players going around that room, hugging players individually after the game and, and kind of, you know, trying to pick them up a little bit. But when I had long conversations with, say, Cortland Sutton or Melvin Gordon or Kareem Jackson, they all kind of told me the same thing. If we played that bad and we lose for a point, we're in pretty good space. They, they fumble the football twice on the one-yard line. This could be in a very different game, and if they clean up some of these mistakes, they saw what this offense can do with Russell Wilson be able to move the football in a manner in which they haven't seen for some time. And Melvin Gordon said, we knew we were the best team on the field. We just made more mistakes. And he understands that if you make more mistakes, you lose games. But as the locker room kind of sat there, Andrew, they started to pick themselves up a little bit because they realized what Russell Wilson is capable of doing when he's on the field. Those 12 penalties uh, um, accepted against the Broncos, uh, the most for any team not named the Jaguars, week number one. So that is one of the things they can certainly look to clean up heading into week number two. James Palmer, Jeff Chidea, thank you both. Let's get some other news here into our newsroom. News right now. New right now. Tom Pelissero, Mike Garofolo. Mike, start with you. News on the injury we mentioned earlier about Jamal, uh, from or for rather, Jamal Adams. I, I'll get it straight. What, what do we know? Yes, uh, it was announced as a quad injury last night. Uh, Pete Carroll saying on the radio in Seattle today that Adams needs some work done on his knee while the quad connects down by the knee. Stephon Gilmore had an injury uh, to the quad tendon a couple of years ago. That's what connects it. So it sounds like that's what ruptured on this one. My understanding is the Seahawks are still waiting on final imaging before they make a determination on whether Jamal Adams will return this season. But you can hear Pete Carroll's tone last night, today when he spoke on the radio, uh, every indication that this is going to wind up being a season-ending thing. Carroll said that Adams was very distraught, wondering why these injuries keep happening to him. Uh, he said he had his parents in the locker room with him to help console him. So it sounds like it's going to be a very frustrating result once that final imaging comes in for Jamal Adams. So frustrating certainly there for Jamal Adams and not a lot of optimism right now. Tom, conversely, there is optimism today in Dallas in regards to Dak Prescott's recovery. 
That's right, Andrew. It was all good news out of the surgery that Dak Prescott underwent on Monday to repair that fractured thumb on his throwing hand. My understanding is the timeline now is four to six weeks for Dak Prescott to be on the field. It was a clean surgery. The doctors are optimistic, and Dak has always been a fast healer. Jerry Jones went on the radio today in Dallas and sounds even more optimistic than that, saying that they're not going to put Dak on injured reserve and they want to keep the door open for him to play even within the next four games, which is how long he'd have to sit out if he were on IR. Realistically, what this really does is it allows Dak to practice. There are certain things he may be able to do, mental reps, things that don't involve throwing the football in practice in the short term. They want to ramp him up. So somewhere between that four to six week window, they expect him back in the lineup, meaning he's back before the week nine bye, maybe even back for what's potentially a big game October 16th at Philadelphia. Yeah, similar to what the Jets are doing with Zach Wilson, not putting him on injury reserve, even though they know he's not going to play for a couple of weeks so he can do anything he could possibly do in practice. Meanwhile, another quarterback injury that we were watching is Patrick Mahomes. They've got a short week this week, the Chiefs do. They've got that Chargers game on Thursday. He had that left wrist injury uh, after this hit on Sunday that you're seeing. He had it wrapped up. They took x-rays afterward. Mahomes spoke to the media today and said it was hurting a little bit yesterday but feeling much better today. He and Andy Reid expressing zero concern that he is going to be out there. It is his non-throwing hand, unless you consider the left-handed pass a couple of years ago in the Denver game on a Monday night. Then it's his sometimes throwing hand, but most of the time he likes to throw with the right hand, sometimes not looking, sometimes sidearm. Everybody seems to think Patrick Mahomes is going to be just fine, Tom. As for Chargers star receiver Keenan Allen, my understanding is it's unlikely he is going to play in that Thursday night game against the Chiefs just four days after suffering a hamstring injury. However, based on the test that Allen underwent, there is optimism that this is nothing long term. The next game for the Chargers, September 25th against the Jaguars. That'll be a full two weeks after he suffered the initial injury. The Chargers have not formally ruled out Keenan Allen for Thursday night. He's surprised him before with a similar type of an injury. They thought he was out. He ended up playing. Again, sounds unlikely for Thursday night, but he should be back in action sooner than later, Andrew. Yeah, hamstrings on a short week. That That's a bad combination here, but it, it sounds, again, optimistic or they have some optimism that Keenan Allen might be back sooner rather than later. Thank you, Tom Pelissero and Mike Garofolo. Joe Theismann gets his A Football Life Treatment. Well-deserved. Joe's going to join us next on NFL Now. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair? Or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. 
But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I walk out on that football field and, man, those memories come back like yesterday. Holy cow, what a play. People can think they were tougher than Joe Theismann. They were not. Joe's injury, it's something that people just don't forget. I was concerned because I had a lot of respect for you. We don't go out there to hurt people. What happened to me changed my perspective on life and helped me become a better person. This guy's getting his a football life treatment later this week. Well-deserved. Former NFL MVP, champion of Super Bowl 17, a two-time Pro Bowl selection, decades as a broadcaster. Our former colleague here at NFL Network, a guy that just had a birthday a couple of days ago <laughs> as well. Brian Baldinger is with us to say hi to our good friend, Joe Theismann. It's good to see you, Joe. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I guess it's been a pretty good week for me so far uh, with the birthday. And now, I mean, I'm just I'm absolutely flattered and humbled uh, of the football life that comes out on Friday night. I mean, it's just I've seen so many of them and uh, it just gives you such an incredible perspective of the the men that they've done before. And I'm so excited about the opportunity, I guess, to join that group now. Your life is so much more than an injury, obviously, but we saw going to commercial a few minutes ago, you standing there talking to Lawrence Taylor about that fateful night. And you said something, Joe, that stuck with me. You said that it changed your perspective on life. How? Um, I had, with all the success that I enjoyed in the world of football, I think I became very self-absorbed and almost entitled to a degree. And when and you sort of hold that close to you and you say, this is who I'm this is who I'm defined as. This is who I am. And then all of a sudden it's gone in an instant. I mean, a snap of a finger, it's over. And everything that you thought was really important in your life uh, isn't there. And it really forces you to take a look at who you are as a person and the people around you and the things that really should be important in your life. And that's what that, you know, that's what they call it an accident. That's what the injury uh, basically did for me. It, it slammed my feet down on the ground and gave me a different perspective of life. Joe, you were a decorated quarterback coming out of Notre Dame. Didn't go directly to the NFL, Joe. You went to the Canadian Football League, had a toil up there for a few years. What did that experience do for you as a quarterback once you came to the NFL? 
Well, the big thing is, you know, I'm a big believer. If you sit and read a book about tennis and then you think you can go play Rafael Nadal, you're probably not going to do very well. But if you have a chance to be able to continue to work and work on your trade, to be able to go out and take snaps, to study film, to look at defenses, whether it was the Canadian League or in college or even at the professional level here, that you're at least having a chance to work on your skill set. And so really, my three years in Toronto were priceless for me, and I loved it up there. As a matter of fact, I'd considered staying, but the Argonauts wanted to move on in a different direction. Um, but it gave me a chance to actually play football. It got me into the football moments, the two-minute drills. Even though the rules are a bit different, the game isn't that much different. Joe Theismann joining us. His A Football Life debuting this Friday. Joe, it's always good to pick your brain as well as to the current Washington quarterback, now a commander quarterback. Commander Carson made his debut on Sunday. What do you think of the four touchdowns and the two picks? I think, Andrew, you have to look at the body of the entire game uh, to really get a feel for Carson and what he accomplished in that particular game. Uh, he came out, made smart decisions with the ball in his hands, threw the ball accurately most of the time. Some of them got away, but in every quarterback's life, the ball gets away. I mean, and yet we're at a stage when it comes to analyzing quarterbacks, it's every throw is scrutinized to the nth degree, which I would say isn't necessarily fair, but that's just the way things are. And then he had the adversity, you know, through the couple of interceptions and then came back in the fourth quarter and managed to throw some really, really great touch passes. And I mean, when you look at Terry and Jahan and and uh, I mean, gee whiz, uh, what we were able to do with Curtis uh, in this offense was just exciting. And, and the thing I think people criticized uh, Carson about so much was the decisions that he made when things got a little crazy with the ball in his hands. And I thought he protected the ball extremely well through through a lot of pressure in that football game. And especially, you know, when, when you've been criticized as much as he has and went through what he went through the last couple games last year, you get behind and, and you, you know, is there self-doubt? You know, do you say, oh, gosh, here it goes again? And he really never did. He just stayed with it. And so I, I was impressed with his mental toughness. I was impressed with the way he threw the football and the decisions that he made through the course of the entire football game. Joe, that decade that you had in the 80s, you were part of that decade in the 80s with Super Bowls. Um, you know, you had, you had a fun bunch. You know, you had Art Monk and Charlie Brown. You had a group. Like when you watch this group, and you just mentioned some of the names, Jahan Dotson, the rookie, and Curtis Samuel, and, of course, uh, McLaren. Does it give you any Washington commander fan hope that maybe this could be the new fun bunch in Washington right I, I now? Did. It really does, Baldy. I, I, you know, and, and every one of them contributed. Curtis was a big part of that offense. Terry, yeah. Terry shows up like Terry does with big plays when he needs it. And Jahan was the same way. The one thing that, I, I, as an analyst, as I was watching the game, his first touchdown pass, Jahan Dotson's first touchdown pass, a lot of times receivers will catch the ball in the end zone and they'll hang the ball out a little bit and the defender will knock it away. As soon as he caught the ball, he snatched it into his body, looked down to make sure he could get his feet inbounds. And, and to me, you know, you hear this so often when we talk about young receivers, you know, mature beyond his years. He understands how to play football. He understands yeah. how to play the wide receiver position. And so you look at what they have out there, and I get excited about it. I mean, Alvin and Virgil were little guys. They were five foot eight, five foot nine. Charlie was about six feet, Art maybe six one. 
Uh, those were my four guys. And then Gary Clark came in after that. Again, not a big receiver. So I liken this group a little bit to like, like what we had. Alvin Garrett, Virgil Say, downtown Charlie Brown. And you mentioned Art Monk, who will be a part of your A Football Life coming up Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Joe, happy birthday again. Can't wait to see it on Friday. Good to talk to you. Thanks, guys. Great to see you. Joe, hit me up. I got a couple stock tips for you. I got a couple (laughs) stock tips for you, Joe. Hit me up. Uh, Can we do a group text? Baldy, I need your stock tips as well. Past performance, not necessarily indicative of future gains. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Baldy. We continue on NFL Now. Coming up next, how about future gains when it comes to power rankings? Kansas is here. We've readjusted the numbers. That's next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Look, it's been a minute since I felt this way. Like I don't believe I can have a bad day. Kick us up and it is. And it is gone. Cade York from 58 yards out. The Texans dodge the bullet. Blanket chip misses. From the end zone, a Dotson. He holds it in. Touchdown, Commanders. Will Lutz puts the Saints on top with 19 seconds to play. 64 yards to win the game. Kick is up and it's blocked. Now it's over. McPherson on for the extra point. It's blocked. What a turn of events. From 29 yards away. Oh, he missed it badly. Boswell. No good. What is happening here? He gets another chance. That's a winner. Iron Eagle is awesome, by the way. Yes. Brief aside. Also awesome, the power rankings and the fact that Dan Hansis is able to come here every Tuesday to discuss, not to argue, to discuss. The Bills are still number one. The Rams dropped down a couple of spots after losing two said Bills. Close for a half, not close in the second. How about the Chef Tones? The mighty, mighty Chef Tones, as my friend Jason Mark, big Chiefs fan, used to say. <laughs> Hi, Hansus. They are hey. up five to number two right behind the Bills in the week two recalibration. Yeah, and that's an easy one. That was the easiest one. The Chiefs. Really? Moving the Chiefs to number two was a no-brainer because they showed immediately where they were. 
uh, as an offense without Tyreek Hill. The fact that he was able to complete um, five touchdown passes to four different receivers, this was it was too easy for Patrick Mahomes. And I really got to say, like all this, that just put everything to bed. The summer narrative and a reminder that Andy Reid, even though he looks like a kindly old grandfather at this point. Like Bill Belichick, he goes into the lab and he cooks up whole new schemes that have been baffling coaches for decades. You give him six months to work on a week one game plan, Andy Reid is not going to lose. You're done. You're cooked. Conversely, we saw what happened to the Cardinals. They drop and the Chiefs go up big. Vikings also go up big. Kevin O'Connell, major kudos to your big win in your debut over the Packers here. They're now a top 10 team in your eyes. They're at 7 yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at the top ten when I'm putting the list together, Andrew. I'm like, should I do this? Are you second-guessing it? No, not at all. I was like, yeah, I should do this because this was a performance by the Vikings that should open eyes. And I know the Packers are a bit of a work in progress as they are post-Devante Adams. But, Andrew, you're a football guy, obviously. Look what you do for a living. How many MVPs, wide receivers, NFL history? Zero. Never. It's never happened. Why can't it happen this year? I think Justin Jefferson could flirt with 2,000 yards this season. And if they get that type of defense that they have gotten, not gotten a lot of with Kirk Cousins there, the Vikings have a chance to be a really special contender, like a superpower. They're ceiling here. They could be. My two in, or you, you think a I'm contender. a little caught up? I mean, I think it's right one now. week, and I do give them all the credit in the you world. I also think we could have like an Aaron Rodgers R-E-L-A-X meme, not only for their performance, but for the Vikings' performance. I think we'll find out a lot Monday night when they go play the Eagles. But Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's Not just a week one thing. Mm -mm. Four yards of separation on his 11 targets. Which is pretty impressive. And that that also has to do with scheme offensively and defensively, Mm -hmm. what Joe Barry was doing. Um, Let's look at the 49ers. You dropped them big after losing in the rain down to 11, but you only dropped Green Bay 2 down to 8. Yeah, mea culpa time. Uh, I had the Niners at three entering the Mm -hmm. season, got some pushback on it. I'm not afraid to say, okay, after one game, and yes, it was in a monsoon, maybe too much of a projection because we still need to see Trey Lance as a man that can move an offense down the field. And again, this is a hold up. It's week one situation because of the conditions in Soldier Field. But I saw similar things that we saw last year in Lance's little limited time. He's already a playmaker with his legs. We've already seen that. When they need yards, he can get them. But can he make the throws? And Tyler Croft uh, was missed on what should have been a touchdown at one point. They have they are work in progress in their passing game. Uh, but still, the fact that they're sitting at 11, I'm okay with them even after a loss to the Bears. Okay. And finally, we have the Cowboys. They lost, didn't look good, lost their quarterback as well. Uh, you are in a Cooper rush to drop them all the way down to 27. Yeah, I had to rush to action on that one. And I feel bad because Cooper Rush is probably a great guy. Or maybe he is. I don't know. But the fact that you're going from Dak to Cooper Rush with that offensive line and that dearth of playmakers outside C.D. Lamb, who, by the way, didn't step up himself in week one against the Bucks, makes me think the Cowboys are in a little bit of trouble. A lot of bit of trouble. Here's their next uh, four games. Cincinnati at Giants, Washington at Carolina. I think two and three. When Dak gets back, is best case scenario. I think one in four is very possible. I think one in five or zero oh and five is within the range of outcomes that is not implausible. I have five seconds. You have your Jets at thirty-two. Robert Sala says he's keeping receipts. You're one of them. No more receipts. Don't worry about receipts. Results. Let's go. It's been enough.
Spin it up. It's time to be competitive, Jets. We're waiting. My dad sat in the rain, 75,000 people in MetLife Stadium. We just wanted something to cheer for, and there was nothing. Results, not receipts. I have the receipts. That was more than five seconds. Dan Hanzus, now a podcast, The Power Rankings with Connie Fox. With you, Colleen Wolf. Go check it out wherever you get your podcast. Coming up, thinking out loud about what went down and what went wrong last night in Seattle. After missing what could have been a game-winning overtime 42-yard field goal this past Sunday, Tom Pelissero reports the Colts are waving kicker Rodrigo Blankenship. Again, Rodrigo Blankenship out. The Colts are 0-0-1. Brandon McManus also missed that kick, but it was from 64 yards away. And Geno Smith and the Seahawks won it. You heard what Geno said afterwards. Dwayne Wade loved it as well. They wrote me off. But I didn't write back. Okay, Gino. You know, to quote my friend Kevin Clark, the Seahawks have literally never played a normal game. But this one was different. This time, it was the other team turning it over twice on the goal line. This time, it was the other team with an inexplicable final sequence that left the football world and probably you at home saying... What just happened? Now, I am not going to be the one to sit here and pile on Nathaniel Hackett. Enough people are doing that. But consider what Brian Dayball did Sunday in Nashville. Dayball, also in his first game as an NFL head coach after years as a respected assistant, showed faith in his franchise running back. He showed faith in his offense, and he went for the win. He gave Saquon the ball, and look how it paid off emotionally. It would have been great to see Hackett show the same faith in Russell Wilson, who had thrown for 340 yards, who was averaging over eight yards in attempt. They only needed five to show faith in an offense that had produced 15 plays of 10 yards or more. If Brandon McManus makes the kick, I know this conversation never happens. But you were asking him to hit the second longest field goal in the 103-year history of the National Football League. I know it's only one game, and I know that they have 16 more left. But in the best division in football, where the Chiefs won and the Chargers won, this game will matter in January. But the optics matter now. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.